Get ready for your daily dose of Tuttle. The all-time greatest uh, intern slash producer we've ever had, of course, Tuttle. Tuttle in Florida. It's Tuttle's Daily Podcast. Nuts cock! Nuts cock! So, Charlie, um, yeah, they, I want to start recording because it's like we miss out on so much stuff. Um, so have, how are you? I am doing well, Patrick. Yes, I used your government name. Yeah, I think uh, Patrick, me, I, though. I got a question for you before we get going. Yeah, go Did ahead. anybody ever call you Patty? Yeah, you know, you know, one of the worst things that ever happened to me was that goddamn Saturday Night Live it passed. Uh, oh um, yeah, that like, was the worst characters fucking ever, and they made a movie. Yeah. About it. And they, yeah, that's how desperate Saturday Night Live. They were, they didn't give a fuck about the the quality of stuff. They just wanted to put out every small bit character they could ever fucking think of or they've ever done, and and put it out there. And I was like, God what, damn it. Do you know what two things killed that? What? That, that movie. And the movie that Al Franken did, Stuart Smalley Saves His Family. Oh, yeah. Is that the one where he looks in the mirror and he's like, you know, you're you're good enough? You know, is that the one? I think so, yeah. I've never seen the movie. I've just seen the previews for it. So like, what's on that F- again? Did you say that Al was Frank- Al Franken? Yeah. Yeah, you know, that's another weird thing. You know, um, do we really need comedians or actors you know what i know that they have the same rights and stuff but Mm -hmm. like i i wish we would come up with a rule like if you're a famous person if you're an actor or comedian a musician whatever it may be you you don't get to run for fucking office you know I, i i i know that they should be able to but i mean it just seems like they're they're running for office to feed their own ego in my opinion I don't uh, disagree with that. I think that um, anybody that finds Al Franken to be funny is fucking ridiculous. I have never I've heard never him. found him funny I've at never all. Never seen any of his bits that he wrote when he was on SNL with Franken and Davis that were supposed to be the greatest fucking writing team ever. Um, there's a there's that guy is so fucking overrated as how is he even a fucking comedian? Like he just says snarky ass fucking yes. shit. Not even funny. Now. While we're on Saturday Night Live, I know we've talked about Phil Hartman before, but yes. I watched I watched that that thing about what happened that night that, that he died. The E True Hollywood Story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I maybe I don't know what it I don't know what it was, but like you know, Phil a Hartman's lot of, was it a recent thing? Because I know they yeah. had the last twenty four hours of Phil Hartman or some shit like that that came out not too long ago. Well, they at first they couldn't figure out that, you know, like they had a hard time at the beginning because they didn't know if it was a murder or suicide. But it, the reason why that problem happened was and I can see why this would happen. OK, so his wife, you know, uh, uh, he had already he had already shot him a long time ago, like. She, you know, I don't think she killed herself uh, for like several hours later. Yeah, but, it wasn't a Chris Benoit thing where she waited a day, but she did wait a while. No, so she she shot herself, but everybody was wondering why the gun was not near her. 
the cop that was on the scene at the time. And I understand, like, you want to make sure you don't take any chances. You want to make sure that the person's dead, you get the gun out of them. And the first responder had had taken the gun out of her hand and moved it to the other side of the room and put it on the dresser. That's why at first they weren't for sure if it was a murder suicide at first. That makes sense. I don't know why that guy was so incompetent, but. Yeah, you don't want to mess up a crime scene, but no. man, she was a crazy fucking bitch. And that cunt robbed us from maybe some really great material because I could see Phil Hartman. He was funny as shit, but I could have seen him do some dramatic roles in the future. And I think he could have pulled off dramatic. Do you think Phil Hartman could have pulled off dramatic roles? I absolutely think he, he could have done that. And it would have been amazing. It would have been a hell of a lot better than when Belushi tried to be a, you know, a dramatic actor. And he did that fucking terrible movie where he's like the reporter um across uh continental divide or something like yeah, that yeah 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 that yeah movie fucking sucked god did it suck and people were like it's not bad i'm like yeah because the guy's dead if he was still alive people would be like dude that movie was a fucking shitter and even belushi probably be like yeah it wasn't a good movie to make but i could totally yeah. see phil hartman being a dramatic actor the one thing that really sucks about the phil hartman death is that his last movie was a fucking piece of shit small which soldiers. one was that one small soldiers Oh, uh, wait, 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 wait. Now, give me the premise, because the, the title sounds familiar. That's the one where they, uh, the guys are develop these toys that, yeah, uh, yeah, that have the yeah. micro, micro chips in them and whatever, and they start, something happens at the toy store, and they start freaking out, and then they yeah. just gang together and start attacking people. Kind of a cool premise, but not really fucking a good movie. Okay. I'm usually one of the worst things as a radio broadcaster. I'm horrible at segues, but I'm actually proud of myself on this segue because we're talking about comedians, dramatic actors, and you brought up the toys. I forget what the name of the movie was, but do you remember the movie that Robin Williams did? Yeah, it was I think Joan Cusack, and he was like uh, his father or family owned like this toy company yes it was called toys okay toys and i think that was one of ll cool j's first movies he had ever done yeah um, and uh, michael gabon as the uh the colonel that takes over his brother that ends up yes. taking toy factory yes it was joan cusack and um robin uh william no and uh i think Robin Wright Penn was in that, too. Yes, yes, you're right. But the reason why I, I, you know, the segue, I know it's not the greatest, but if we're talking about comedians doing dramatic roles. Yes, you probably a lot of people don't like it, but I got to tell you, Robin Williams and Goodwill Hunting was fucking amazing. Okay, I I thought you were going to go on a different path. I, I liked Robin Williams in Insomniac. Where he played oh, more of the psycho. See, that was a good one. That was with Pacino, right? Yeah, where they're up in Alaska. Yeah, well, I mean, you spend time in Alaska. Maybe that's why you know, near and dear to your heart. No, I just like that he played a good psycho. I mean, I even like that one, uh, like twenty-four hour photo or whatever, where he's like, oh yeah, that was a weird thing. one too. And he's following that family around. Now that one. That he did where his wife had died. Do you remember the one where, like, yeah, what dreams may lie? What dreams may come? 
But yeah, what dreams may come. Yes, that one. Mm-hmm. That one was kind of depressing, and I was like, I don't need this shit. No, and I watched it, and I was super fucked up at the time, and I was like, this. Oh, movie- there was some great. Oh, no, there was, but I was like, this, it, it was not the movie that I should have been watching at that time. Probably that why I never scene, watched it again. That scene where he gets to that level and he's walking and then it was like all over everybody's faces. Like, yeah, you know, that one was kind of weird. But back to Goodwill Hunting, my mom had never seen that movie. Oh, really? um, and and she watched it. She liked it. Do you, I mean, give me your true opinion on that. Do you, I mean, I know a lot of people don't like Matt Damon or Ben Affleck, but a lot of people don't realize they won the goddamn Oscar for screenplay. Yeah, they uh, fucker from that movie. And it spawned off so many fucking great jokes, like when you'll see on like Family Guy and uh, Matt Damon's writing everything, and Ben Affleck's just hanging out eating ice cream. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I think in that respect, what they wrote was fucking great. Um. Now I have a, an appreciation for it. I would say at the time I really didn't because it was like pounded into your fucking head how good this movie was. Same thing with um, uh, fuck that stupid Tom Hanks movie, fucking um, Forrest Gump. Yeah, it's another but, one. I, I mean, I have an appreciation for it now, but it's mostly because I like to make fucking jokes from it. Like for instance, we one of my friends' uh, wives' names Jenny, so of course when you get fucked up, you're like Jenny. Doing stupid shit like that. Just I would be making absolutely. an AIDS joke. I would, I would make well, an AIDS joke. Well, I'm not going to be stiff for a fucking... I'm not going to make an AIDS joke to my friend's wife. I mean, <laughs> I'm a joke about AIDS. I'm not going to say, hey, you've got AIDS. Are you going to dump your fucking kid off on my friend? See, they never before you say... Ask, before you ask, they, Tuttle, he's they, not retarded. Uh, now, now, yeah. <laughs> now, that was actually Haley Joel Osment, wasn't it? Yes, and speaking of AIDS, here's how you do a segue. He was what? on an episode of Walker, Texas Ranger, where he has AIDS. And wait, Walker, wait, yes. Forrest Gump or Haley Joel no, Osment? Haley Joel Osment. Wait, how did the little kid get AIDS? His mother got it, and when he was born, he was born with it. So, of course, Walker, being the uh, noble man that he is, takes him out horseback riding. They stop in the middle of this meadow, and he's just like, you have AIDS. And so, Did Chuck Norris, uh, like, yes. karate chop the AIDS out of his body? No, but the best part is, and I actually used this drop for a while. I'll have to find it somewhere. It's little Haley Joe Osmond. I think I know what drop, but I can't remember it, but please tell me. He just, Haley Joe Osmond goes, that's okay. Walker told me I have AIDS. <laughs> the, the way that he says it's so fucking jovial, like, he just won fucking first place at a county fair. It's amazing. Oh but, you Google, I mean, it's all on there. Just Google Walker, uh, Walker, Texas Ranger AIDS and Haley Joe Osmond's first fucking thing that pops up. I know you're a big fan of comedians, but after I watched uh, Goodwill Hunting, I went back and watched a lot of Robin Williams stuff. Now, let me ask you, in your true opinion, I think he knew where he was going, but I think the way his brain worked, I, I think he just got up on stage sometimes. It also helped that he was doing a lot of cocaine back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, what do you think? Did, was he just up there riffing, or did, did he have a plan set? I think he had somewhat of a plan set. Um, from what I've heard about him, Robin Williams was the type of dude that would hang out in the back of the fucking like comedy store and stuff and watch other people go up and then like lift 
their bits. No, you're fun. yo, you're breaking my heart. If you're telling but, me that Robin Williams is fucking uh, jacking people's uh, material, but can I be fair? Everybody yeah. that he's on there, just like it was Robin Williams, he made it better. It wasn't like a Carlos Mencia thing where he blatantly ripped it off because it would, you know, he would just take the same kind of premise and he would put the Robin Williams spin on it. Is that a dick thing to do? Sort of. But it's Robin Williams. The bigger dick thing to do is to come up there like Eddie Griffin and, you know, other comedians would do at the time and just bump everybody from the fucking thing because they're going to go Eddie up and fucking riff. I like Eddie Griffin, but I, that's know, I like him, too. I hit what that one of his. I don't know what the first special he had, but me and my dad watched that. Yes, mm-hmm. me, and, me and my dad, you know, Florida Crackers watched a black guy do stand-up, and we fucking laughed our ass off. But what the fuck? Was it uh, that um, movie he did? What was the spy movie where he was the black spy? Undercover Under- Brother? Yeah. Did that, like, just kill his career? What happened there? Because no. I that think he first had, special he did was fucking brilliant. He had a few specials that were great. And then I think I don't know if he had like mental problems or some sort of drug issue, but I heard tons of stuff about him. Like, I don't I don't I don't know anything to be true, so I'm not going to fucking speculate on what was going on. But I heard that it was his own kind of doing. And then, of course, after, you know, Cat Williams comes out and punches a kid, uh, then you can really get away with basically anything at that point. I'm sorry. Cat Williams, I like him because he just goes in hard. Like you like, like him, you could get him in your front pocket of your shirt and take him around. There was this. I don't know where it is, but I gotta find it. This black woman uh, on an Atlanta hip hop station thought that she was gonna be able to fuck with Cat Williams. Yeah, uh, and Cat absolutely question, right? destroyed her. Yeah, I've I've seen that video, and that's the I love when fucking comedians do that. Patrice O'Neill used to do that all the time. You know, Patrice. Patrice, let me let me. I I know Patrice died. You know, how old was he when he died? Forty-six, forty-something. He wasn't too crazy old. But it's weird how comedians work out because. I thought some of the stuff that Patrice O'Neill did was very like groundbreaking. Like he uh, he pushed the boundaries. Some of the stuff that he would do on Opie and Anthony. Oh yeah. Think about this, okay? For a black man to go on Opie and Anthony show, and let's let's be honest, you know, Anthony Cumia is kind of you know maybe a little known to be racist. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but he rolled with the punches and one of the uh the one thing I knew when I Patrice O'Neill was like cool him and Louis CK because Louis used to go on the show. Oh yeah. Uh, and they were discussing the N-word. Yeah. And and like Patrice had no problem with Louis just straight up saying the N-word. Yeah, it's a hell of a clip too. Uh that's they were all riffing back in the day. And you know what? There wasn't um it's it says a lot about Patrice because him and Anthony Cumia actually became really good friends. I mean, he was out to the compound to go to parties and shit like that and you know, grilling and hanging out, running the grill and shit like that. So Yeah. I mean, and 
the one thing that I really appreciate about Patricia O'Neill, which I mean, yes, he was fucking hilarious. But hey, the fact wait, that he wait, basically one thing, told one everybody. Thing, one thing, yeah. did, did did Bennington ever get to do an unmask with Patrice? Yeah. He did. I, yeah. I, I did not know that because I, I was wondering that. And let me ask you, why why is Ron Bennington so good at interviewing comedians? I know it's because Ron has been a comedian, but like he just asked, I don't you know what? I'll take even I'll take it even more of a step back. Why is he just a great interviewer? Because Ron was never the straight man on the show. And and people but by people that don't know the radio lingo, I'm not saying like straight or gay. The well the straight he, man is the one the, that drives that, the conversation. In that fact, he would have been the straight man on that show. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean you're kinda right. Hey. But I mean Ron Diaz was actually on the Ron and Ron show. Yeah, he's the guy that led the led the conversation. And and Bennington was the fucking funny guy. Yeah, he was the radio sniper. But but Ron has turned into a great host because back when I worked with Ron and Fez in Daytona, you know, they just went out on their own after Ron and Ron. And Ron was the host at that time. But it was kind of like almost like a shared hosting thing. But yes. Fez, Fez, Fez at that time was also very sharp. Oh, he was on the stick. And that but, motherfucker can work. I, I don't give a fuck. They made one of the most interesting fucking radio shows in the history of fucking radio. And yeah, which, people. Which oh, one was that? <laughs> The Ron and Fez show, just the the whole fucking story arc. When you think about the Ron and Fez show, Ronandfez.net or like I mean, the what whole spectrum. How they went up. I'm talking about the whole spec. They're fucking the Ron and Fez show as a whole, from when yep. it starts down there on the crow to when it ended at Sirius XM. It's a fucking crazy ass journey. I mean, Fez was like 99% of the show. You know what I mean? And then you start getting towards the end and he's not himself anymore, but the show is still going on. And now it's a different dynamic. Just the whole fucking thing is such a fucking a work shoot fucking mind fuck that you're like, I can't believe they did a fucking show. No wonder the last few years when I was listening to him that, you know, Ron, Chris, Stan getting so frustrated. Yes, because it was I felt like I was fucking going insane and I was just listening to a show now. Fez, on top of his game, when he would do the Nature Boy bit, yes, was was brilliant. Like, I mean, it was great because he would fucking play the gimmick, hardcore. Fez is one of the nicest people that I met when I went. Oh. To, I went to one of I went to a few of the unmasked that they had there at Sirius, yeah. and uh, I couldn't believe how he's so how nice, much out, how outgoing, friendly just fucking stood there, talked for me, talked to me for 15 fucking minutes. And he doesn't, you know, he didn't, he didn't need to fucking do that. And then he had, he goes on the radio and he said nothing. And I was like, this is the fucking craziest thing I've ever fucking seen. But guess what? He is the I fucking fan. I, I will agree with you that Fez is the nicest guy you'll want to meet. But the one of the, you, don't get on his if, bad side. Oh, dude, if you gave me a, if you gave me a choice between, a hundred percent heat from Ron Bennington or a hundred percent heat from Fez, I will fucking take Ron all day long. Like yeah. 
Ron would be mad then, but then let it, you know what I mean? Just fucking. Baz, don't let that shit oh. go, man. I. That's, that's why I haven't appreciated. I listen, I do the same fucking thing. There's people that when I go up to Lincoln and I go to a bar and they're like, hey, I haven't seen you in years. I was like, yeah, there's a fucking reason for that. You fucked me over one time back in the day and now I'll never fucking talk to you again. Here's a free Dude, All right. You're my best friend now. This was like the first year that I worked on Ron and Fez. And I know I've told you this story because we talked about this earlier from all the concussions and shit that I've had. Yeah, but this was but, something we talked about off air. Oh, yeah. But 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 what I'm saying, though, is that I the first year I was working, there, you know, I'm young, never been late before. And, you know, in Daytona Beach, we have the event week. OK, it starts with uh, speed week. Then you have uh, bike week and then you have spring break. OK, Ron and Fez, and they didn't they didn't do a lot of promotions during the weeknight, you know, because we got to be up so early in the morning. But they were doing a, a, a club gig right in, in Daytona, I think at the Plaza Resort. And instead of like helping them out and facilitating their needs, I was just chasing around pussy. And and I guess Ron and Fez did their last station like announcement or stage announcement. And this is how stiff Fez was. I wasn't around to take care of something. And uh, Fez said, if you're listening, Tuttle, make sure you're at the station tomorrow because we really need the talk. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And I can almost picture the tone that Fez was doing it in that sharp fucking crisp snap fucking thing that I used to love on the radio when you're like, oh, God, Fez is fucking pissed. Now, I got in I got in early because me and Fez were always the first ones in. Now, at every moment, it, like when Fez got mad at you, it came in peaks and valleys, okay? He would start out full hot, okay? And yeah, then, it, and, then he'd cool and, off a little bit. And then, he and just then when you're like, it. oh, man, that's done. Like Back up again. It, it would be like, he would fucking fire it back up again. And then it would go back down. And then, like, you would try to be quiet, like, not make any sudden movements to, like, get his attention. And, and that would get his would, attention. Like, he would fucking get right on you again. What are you being so fucking quiet for? Oh, uh, dude. It was it yeah. was bad. And I'm not, I, listen, I'm not talking shit about Fez at all. Oh, I let you. I'm just saying, like, Everybody thinks that Ron, now I will say when Ron does get heated, it's pretty scary. Like, that, that one, that one thing, and I know we've talked about that before, but the one guy that said when, I think Ron told him, like, when you're waking up in the hospital wondering what the fuck happened to you. Yeah. Or, or I, I you know. was that. Was was that the Zito thing or? Yep, that was the Zito thing. He um was making fun of Fez and fucking like brought in like this Mickey D fucking poster that had like McGriddles on it or something, and that was the fucking thing that finally set it off. And then Fez, you know, didn't threaten. He uh, I'll, uh, he threatened it. Fez was like, "Look, you're not gonna fucking. That's not gonna fucking happen." And then the dude started to be Johnny Tough Guy, and Bennington just shut him the fuck down. Which, quite frankly. Uh, you know that made me like Ron Ben. I remember listening to that live, and I was just like, "Dude, 
fuck that motherfucking Mark Zito. I'm glad that I wasn't an intern around that time because I probably would have went in there and fought the fucking dude. He was a little fucking, he was an upper man- management fucking rat that would go and fucking narc on fucking people. Which, who's your, it, who's your favorite character on the Ron of Tez show? I mean, don't, you know, I'm not asking you to work and say, oh, total. But, no, I'm, like, to be completely honest, I never listened to when you were on there, so I wouldn't. And you know I, what I pisses me off is that you, when you came on, you know, did appearances and stuff. I I haven't listened to when you were on there. It it pisses me off that I don't have more audio from that time on Ron and Fez. But you also got to understand, at that time, we were recording the show on goddamn cassette tape. Yeah, it was not like it is today, where you could just have audio audacity running in the background and you can record everything you it was a fucking it was a pain in the ass to record the show just so they could use fucking for best ofs and stuff let alone try to get copy i'm blanking right now but um they call he has a couple of pepper hits who is yeah chris is by far my favorite character now i will say uh davy mac is pretty good too but he can be a little intense here is my list of is it is this based on the job they did or content that they helped? Just all with? around, like who all provided around? the oh, All around, I would say I would say Pepper Hicks, and again, one of the nicest dudes uh, ever. I talked to him a oh, bunch doing unmasking thing. I would say uh, then I would say even though he's not the, <laughs> I like Earl. He's You're not gonna the say Al Dukes, aren't you? No, I was gonna say Black Earl would be next um he's he's always been nice to me very he nice. is so fucking knowledgeable and the, i could go back and listen to those clips like the, the feigning goat where he fainted at a fucking big big time meeting with fucking executive yeah. xm davy mac is definitely up there billy staples is another guy that you got to throw in there now, he's staples was staples was like if, if i'm being honest was the one that was the most shot out of a cannon, like, was, like, the real deal, like, you know. Fucking crazy, dude. He was so wasted that one day he fell going up the steps coming out of the fucking subway. It was the greatest, one of the best fucking NEW shows ever. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, he was pretty crazy. That night they gave me the tour of New York City. Oh, yeah, he was one of the, yes. Yeah, remember they had, what was the name? Uh, Travis Bickle. They they gave the, the, the they had a guy that was that was responsible for driving, and they named him Travis Bickle, like the guy from um, Taxi the Driver. Taxi Driver, yeah. Uh, and then Billy Staples was there, and this is when I was young in radio, my first time ever being a Manhattan. Now you can imagine what the culture shock was. Right. Like I, I'd never been to a big city and I'm in fucking Manhattan. Yeah. You're used to cross burnings and now you got to, uh, navigate yourself around the big city. Yeah, dude, they made me, they're like, I should have known this, but I was very naive back in the day, uh, when I first started in radio, but, uh, they wanted me to take a picture in front of the Apollo. Uh, mm-hmm. and I don't give the, I don't give a fuck about the rebel flag, but I was working the gimmick, like, Ron and Fez wanted me to. They wanted me to take a picture holding a rebel flag in front of the Apollo Theater. Um, It's a funny bit. Yeah, well, guess what? They were like, hey, we can't get the whole shot 
They went to the other side of the street. They got back in the fucking car. And left and you there? Ass. And I was responsible to try to get back to the fucking studio. That's fucking great. Uh, guess what? I fucking got rid of that fucking flag as quickly as possible. Yeah, you're starting to walk around like Bruce Willis and die hard with oh, a that sandwich. That, yeah, that that was pretty. That was a very cringeworthy scene in a movie, in my opinion. It was. Dude, I loved that fucking movie. I thought. The is second that one, your favorite Die Hard? Because it is my favorite Die Hard. Yes, I would say the third one, then the first one. Then the second one, then those other shitters after that. No, the other ones, listen, when it came to Bruce Willis in a semi-truck as a, well, for one thing, the jet that was actually shooting rockets at him on the fucking overpass, that jet can't fucking hover the way that it did. At least I don't think it can. No. Uh, it, when Bruce, when he started to become a superhero type thing in that, that's when I got I lost interest because it was cool because he was just a normal. That's what made the first movie so fucking great. He was just a normal ass dude who fucking somehow they do what him, he had to do to survive. Somehow they gave him the best plot twist ever that he has no fucking shoes on because he listened to some jerk off. Take your shoes off when you get off. It feels the best. Fuck you. Now he's got broken glass in his fucking feet. Yeah, that was a pretty pimp ass scene. Um, what about like when he when he when he went down the elevator shaft with the machine gun? Oh and, yeah. And and he got in the vent and and that was a great line. What was it? Come on out to Los Angeles. Yeah, I forget the the line. Yeah, Remember, come on vacation. It'll be a good time when he's all hanging out the vent. And yeah. then I mean the biggest the biggest fucking pimpest line in any action movie has to be yippee Kaye, motherfucker i mean come on yeah and how could you hate alan rickman's uh william clay fucking american accent that he does to try to fool him oh yes yo yeah like i mean that one was like i don't know but alan rickman now i i will be shocked i will have a brand new respect but do you want to know what my favorite Alan Rickman movie of all time is? A Harry Potter one? No, 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 no. Because me and my dad, we used to, I grew up watching Western. I really didn't, like, love the Western. But, you know, just like with sports, I got into sports because I wanted to have a connection with my father. Okay? Uh, Wiggly Down Under. Did you ever see that? Movie? Yes. Yeah, with um, Tom uh, Selleck. Tom Selleck. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good movie. It was on the other day. Now, in my opinion, best Western of all time. Everybody says, like, Young Guns. Everybody loves Young oh. Guns, but I Get really... Get the fuck out of here. Fuck Young Guns. Fucking bullshit. I, that movie's What's your so favorite Western of all time, if, if you had to say favorite Western? True Grit. New one or old one? Old one. I like the new one, too. I wasn't like... Uh, Trying to get my grandparents to watch it was kind of rough because they're like, I'm not watching anything that John Wayne already did this right. I was like, but it's a different take. They made it fucking right because he should have fucking died in it like he died in the Coen Brothers one. I like, okay. Now, would you consider uh, Quentin Tarantino's uh, Hateful Eight a Western? Yes. Okay. Even not though my favorite. Don't- 
even though that it doesn't really take place much outside, I would still say it's a Western. They're cowboys. It's, it's supposed to be around the 1800s, so. I, I really. You didn't like that like, movie? No, I know. I loved it. I thought it was great, but I, like, like all Tarantino movies, this shit could have been edited a little bit better because that fucker was way too long. Yeah, dude. And I watched the fucking, the other one that's on Netflix. It's like, the, the extended. The yeah. That was a little easier to digest, I think, because then I'd just watch part of it. I'd go outside, burn a number real quick, come back inside and finish the other half. <laughs> okay, I forget the actor's name, but, you know, I wasn't a big, his biggest fan. Until, you were a bigot. What's it? Not bigot. No, I wasn't his biggest fan until oh. I saw him in that movie. But he was in that fucking, fucking stripper movie. Um, um. He played. You remember the the bad guys that were hiding underneath the floor in the hateful eight? Yes. What the fuck was his name? He was in the Twenty One Jump Street movies. Oh, the and movie. Magic Mike. Uh, 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 Tatum. Um, Tatum yeah. O'Neill. No, that was the chick. It was uh, uh, Dan Tatum. That fucker. Yeah. I see. He is such a fucking terrible actor. I don't even remember his fucking name. Yeah, but. I it was good in that. Now, Shannon Tatum, do you remember? Um, did you like the movie This Is the End? Yeah. Um, I. You know what? I'm gonna go ahead and say this. I liked parts of it. Other than that, that it fucking like they whiny, added go ahead. that whiny ass Jay Bushell, Bushnell or whatever. I fucking like. Sometimes I'm like, that dude's all right. And then sometimes, like, in that movie, I'm just like, I want to fucking strangle this nasally motherfucker, dude, so bad. Why is are he Are you talking crazy? about the nerdier-looking guy? Um, yes, the one that him and Seth Rogen are fucking running around. Yes, yes, thing. yes, yes. I don't Dan like the fucking guy. Dan and Tatum was in that movie. Remember that um, uh, Danny McBride had the gimp? Yeah, he's the gimp. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I like Danny McBride in that movie too, because I like Danny McBride. He's a good fucking actor. But can I, you know, and and I know we're talking a lot about movies, okay? Now we are. Eastbound and Down. Yes. The first couple of seasons was really good, but it got fucking bad at the end. Well, that's not their fault though, because if you were following any of it at the time, they wanted it to end with the first fucking season. So then they dumped a bunch of money on him. They're like, okay, we can just have him go down to Mexico. Then they wrote the second season. Then they're like, all right, we're fucking done. We got the fucking great ending for how this is going to happen. Then they dumped even more money on him. So then they made the fucking third season. Then they were not going to even make the fucking fourth season. They're like, no, this is it. This is a perfect way to end it. Gave him a shitload of money and probably gave him that fucking deal, a uh, uh, fucking deal or something. Because then they ended up going to making Vice Principals, which was a pretty good show as well. I never watched. Should I check out Vice Principals? Do you like Walter Goggins? Yeah. The, you want to know why I like him? Because the, of that he uh, played Justified. Justified. Oh. Did, you, yeah. did you did you ever watch that show? Yes, I have it. It's great. Um, that's another show, though, that it starts to get kind of it gets bad at the end. Yeah, uh, his fucking wife in that fucking show. Um, Tim Timothy Elephant's wife. Yeah, is fucking smoking hot. But as soon as they introduced the fucking kid in it, I was like, this show's over. I watched all of it, but I was like, this is I, I can't handle that. As soon as they start bringing the fucking kid in and shit. Same thing with. Did you ever watch The Shield? 
Yeah, I did, but I, you know, after a while. Oh, by the way, I, uh, I, I, I know it's not Michael Chiklis's fault, but I hated him after that fucking travesty of the the Fantastic Four movie. That was the last superhero movie I saw in theaters. Yeah, I don't know why they cannot get Fantastic Four right though. Like they've it, already done it twice. And yeah. they have failed miserably on both of them. I don't know. And quite frankly, I fucking hate comic book people. Like, I don't fucking have a lot of... Really? Anger. You don't, you don't I, like the I, comic book movies? No, I don't. And I'm going to tell you why. Because it doesn't fucking matter what the fucking... If they made the fucking movie based 100% off the fucking comic to make everybody fucking happy people are still going to be fucking pissed about it. N- granted, it happens with everything, but comic book people are so fucking petty, dude. They fucking oh, dude. bitch complain about the dumbest fucking shit, and quite frankly, they should be fucking happy that Hollywood is so fucking lazy that they're just like, we won't even come up with scripts. We'll just take old comic books. Comic books. Now, do you know where this all started? I mean, they had done comic Superman book movies movie? before, but that first Spider-Man movie, they saw how well it did, and, and it was the biggest opening weekend movie of all time for the longest time. Until it got beat out by um, that phony Vinny Chase movie from Entourage that the Aquaman, Aquaman yeah. out. But I mean, all right, now if you hate the comic book movies, though, and yes. I, I don't know what you've like- seen. I've what seen, are, what, I've seen a good what amount. is the best one that you've seen? Uh, the two Michael Keaton Batman ones. Yeah, my, why is Michael Keaton like the best Batman? I don't understand. Because that. his fucking facial expressions, dude. In the second one, when he's just sitting there in that dark room and he looks over when the light fucking hits, I don't know, man. You're just like that dude looks like he could be Bruce Wayne. Like he seemed like a fucking good, um, a good actor to play that character. Same thing with um, Christian Bale. I, no, but he I, was I good. I didn't have mind his Batman. Have you ever seen how much weight he lost for that movie, The Machinist? Yeah, I'm on the same uh, diet. <laughs> how good? It, now, while we're on Michael Keaton. Yes. Is Beetlejuice his best movie? Like, I, I'm just Not saying, in my opinion. Well, I mean, what what would you say? Um, Probably the the Batman movies, um, but yeah, I mean, people love fucking Beetlejuice, dude. I'm just saying, listen, oh, it, wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't the best movie, but what I'm saying, oh. though, just his physical mannerisms in oh, that he's movie. Definitely, he's definitely the best part of it. That movie, if, I don't know, for me personally, when I watched it, even as a kid, I was like, all right, let's get rid of the fucking Jeffrey Jones and fucking Catherine O'Hara fucking thing. I just want to see Beetlejuice. I didn't want to see those other fucking people. Besides that, Jeffrey Jones is a fucking pedophile. The dude that played the principal from uh Oh, Ferris Bueller, yes. Yeah. He's a he's a pederast with a record. Winona Ryder, hot or not. Uh yes. And she's maintained her fucking hotness. Plus I love that she had money and she was running around stealing for uh, yeah, a while. Yeah, shoplifting. That's um, hot. You know, I've been watching this new show. It's called The Way on Netflix with Hillary Swank. It's about the woman commander, and uh, they're taking this mission to Mars. Did yeah, you ever, and, right? and then she uh, doesn't one of uh, doesn't she turn her back, and one of the other people in that show push her down, and she cracks her neck on a stool. Yeah. 
that million dollar baby thing was so like weird. I I never really understood that like who thought that that was like a great idea. Like she's gonna fucking be paralyzed at the end because <laughs> she fucking breaks her neck on a fucking stool. Million dollar baby, twenty dollar ending. But um, the reason I bring it up is do were you a fan of The Office? Not really. I like the British one. Oh, yeah. The British one was great. You want to know why? Because they made it uncomfortable, like way uncomfortable on that show. And um, you know what? That's that and extras are probably the only two things that I like. Ricky oh, my Jackson. God. You fucking watch extras, too. Yeah. That, I love that show was so fucking uncomfortable, man. Like, oh, I um, love it. And if, if anybody listening hasn't seen it, it's on Netflix. Just watch the first episode where fucking Ben Stiller's directing this, like, movie oh, about... Oh, he sports. goes off. He's like, I did meet the fuckers and, and all this stuff. Zoolander, he was going over all the movies, and he was like, what the fuck have you done? Yeah, what have you done, you motherfucker? I've been in stuff. I researched this. Oh, it's fu- he's fucking hilarious. Ben Stiller's another guy. People either like oh. him or fucking hate him. I, I, I know what... I Patrick Stewart in Extras might have been one of the most uncomfortable scenes, though. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, and yeah. then and then Daniel Radcliffe, fucking Harry Potter on there, yep. where he was talking about the fucking condoms and shit. Oh. oh, my God. And this is, and people, when we're talking about this, this is young Harry Potter. He's like Harry Potter age, not now Daniel Radcliffe, so it's even funnier. Um, but, but, but the reason I bring up The Office is they had a brilliant get and i've always thought this you know how they always fuck off in the office uh they never really get work done they had a debate on if hillary swank is hot or not and she fits in that category where yes she is attractive but she also has some manly features now is that because of the movie boys don't cry i was just gonna uh, say you're talking about that uh hot steamy movie boys don't cry what was it tina tina what what was her name in that movie oh, God i don't damn it. remember i have i haven't seen that movie in fucking years but that that was a great movie like it was kind of um a little out there for the time in my opinion yeah, that um, movie, and um, remember when Monster came out with Charlize Theron? See, now, you know what really pisses me off about that? That movie or her? Well, both, okay? okay? Like, all right, did she win the Oscar for that movie because they fucking uglied her up? Because, like, let's be honest, I lived in Florida where Eileen Wernos was killing me. And that just shows you how horny men are in Florida. If you're willing to pick up it, well, in general, if you're going to pick up that bit. Oh, my. uh, Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't want to be mean, but she was a fucking dog. There is. I, I swear to fucking God, I saw somebody the other day. Probably she's probably one of the nicest humans ever. I was like, that is why men are fucking disgusting. Somebody knocked this fucking piglet up. She looked like she fucking came from a goddamn state fair. This fucking hog of a woman. God bless her. Fucking men are goddamn fucking disgusting. They'll stick their dick in anything. Why do you think guys are getting fucking their dicks caught in vacuums and shit like that? Because they're fucking all horned up all the time. They don't fucking 
they don't realize it. Like we have instincts that separate us from animals. If we were yeah. fucking running around doing animals, people would be humping in trees like fucking koala bears. I'm glad you bring that up. And I haven't done it, but I would be lying if I did not, because I've been using a lot of aloe because we have aloe plants growing around just wild uh-huh. around the hobo fish camp. So you're not chafing. Yeah, but get this, though. Like, you get some of those really wide pieces of aloe, um, and you got to cut the thorns off. I don't know why aloe plants have those thorns on the side of them. Are you fucking... What's that? Yeah, no, I had this thought about cutting that out and then cutting it, the aloe down the middle, and then, then, you know, everybody, you know, uses flashlights and shit. And I just felt the inside, and I was like, what it, what would it feel like to jack off? Bro, you need to get a, a chick with you need of to get stat. If you're thinking about jerking off with aloe. Yeah, but aloe does kind of feel like cum a little bit. I I guess. I don't know. I've never I've never finger fucked aloe before. Yeah, but you've never felt what your own cum uh, feels like in your hand? Uh no, I I believe I have. Okay, well, then I'm telling you, if you put some, like, aloe straight out of the fucking plant, it, it, it's just like goddamn shit. Okay. I think I went too far. I apologize, Charlie. Uh, you don't have to apologize. apologize to the listeners. They're the ones that just heard that you like to jerk off with aloe. Or you're no, I did it. not. I thought about it. I'm just saying... You so know, do, like, if you, go, if you guys are listening and you don't want to buy a fucking flashlight, um, aloe plant might work for you. Go down to the hobo fish, fish camp, cut yourself some aloe. You and Tuttle can stand back to back by the seawall and get the deed done. Now, can I tell you another, like, um, little, like, MacGyver-type masturbation trick? Might as well. Um, they have these, uh, uh, gravel cleaners for fish, of course, okay? So, have you seen them before? You're you're fucking gravel cleaners for fish aquariums? No, I would hit that on my penis back in the day. And technically, I mean, my lips never touched my dick. But I would suck through the hose that would, you know, do the cleaning. And and it would, would, you know, put the pressure on my penis. Wow. Maybe it's just I never was that, like... I never thought, hey, I need to fuck this. I was, as soon as I discovered how to fucking jerk off, I was like, okay, cool. I can just do this. I don't need to fucking put my dick in places that it doesn't need to be. Now, let me ask you, do you remember the first time? You don't have to answer, but I remember the first time. No, the first, no, I mean, we all jerked off, but do you remember the first time that you fucking come? Made cumsies? Yeah, that jerking off, like. Was it was it like shocking to you? Because like it it was, I you know I know a lot of people don't like remember that first time, but it's it it is a it when it's something you've never experienced before, it mm-hmm. is a weird weird like deal. It's, like you don't know if you like fucked up or like whatever. Especially for a couple reasons. Number one. If you've never fucking jerked off before and you just think that fucking piss comes out of your dick, that's going to surprise the fuck out of you. And number two, in like my case, I found out about fucking 
jerking off before I really hit puberty. So nothing at first, like nothing really would come out. It would be like kind of clearish, I guess. And yeah. then I remember the. I oh, you're talking about free cum. You, it was yes, it, it just it just looked like that. There was nothing really. And then I remember one day I fucking went and cranked one out, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And it was that my body had obviously caught up and uh, started producing fucking little sperms. And <clears throat> how that, much easier would it? How much? How much easier would it? Th- would things have been? If we would have had, like, I know you're like eight years younger than me, but what I'm saying is, what if we would have had, like, Google growing up? Because do you realize how much misinformation, because a lot of kids learn about things from their buddies, and and for the most part, it's usually wrong. Yes. Um, If we would have had Google where we could have, like, looked shit up. I would have just. I wouldn't even been looking up that stuff. I would have been looking up some fucking porno instead of jacking up. I know, up but you get what I'm saying, though, if you had questions. Oh, no, it would have certainly been. That's why these fucking, quite frankly, these fucking kids today that get knocked up are just being fucking retarded because they can literally oh, yeah, Google stupid. anything and figure figure it the fuck out. But for for the longest time, part of that problem was the fucking was MTV, man. I know I know of people. I don't fucking know them personally, because if I did, I'd fucking like just destroy them verbally but i know people that fucking got knocked up because they thought in their mind that they were going to get on tv because of it is that like uh like the like uh, you know the teenage pregnancy like yes yes that's the worst fucking thing reality tv completely ruined mtv because but but if you take that even a step further this chick got knocked up and pregnant because she thought she was going to exploit her fucking kid on TV. What do you, how do you tell that to your fucking kid when you get older? Yeah, I just hooked up with your dad because I wanted to have a kid so I could get on TV. Like, now, were you, when you were growing up, like, yes. was MTV still playing music videos or not? Mm-hmm. It sure was. Because I remember, like, late at night, yeah, every once in a while that they would play, like, be with somebody. Do you remember the, the cartoon series, uh, The Head, that they would do on MTV. It was about the guy that had the alien living in his head, and he had that I, big... I vaguely remember. Um, that was probably a little bit before that I was... That was really a part of that. I was watching when they were doing, like, Celebrity Deathmatch. And oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. The tail end of the 90s into the 2000s. But, yeah, we used to love it when they would show the fucking videos. And like, yeah, I do. Will they ever get back to that? Why? And no, because I don't think think record companies are throwing out a bunch of money to make videos. Granted, it doesn't cost that much. You can make a fucking video on your fucking iPhone. Oh, uh, and and I was going back and watching a lot of alternative 90s stuff. And and what was great that, you know, like, for example, Soundgarden's Black Hole Sun, they they spent some money on that. But. A lot of these alternative '90s bands, they they would just fucking film something in their garage or something mm-hmm. like, uh, and then they would either or like do like Sublime did and just fucking piece together little videos of concert footage. Yeah, I remember like you know what turned me off on the whole concert like footage, music videos that Limp Bizkit Faith song. I know everybody loved it at first, but God damn it, man. You know, 
I think Fred Durst and Limp Biscuit was the beginning of the end of the great run of like alternative rock music in the 90s. Yeah, I wouldn't say that it, it's completely on him because there's a bunch of fucking shit that follows like Nickelback and all the other fucking bullshit. Um, now, Corn, did you mind Corn? I liked Corn back in the day. Yeah, their first few albums, man, they were fucking great. I'd say all the way up to Issues was good, and what then if, after that, they 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 really tailed off. What about Linkin Park? Never a fan of them. That was one band. I remember when that fucking album came out, the the big one, the first one. Yeah, I the one with like on the numb, like numb or whatever. Yep. I remember hearing that on the radio and I said, I fucking hate this group instantly. And then a couple months later, everybody was listening to the fucking thing. So I was never a, I was never a Linkin Park fan. What then, about, I really fucking hated them when they did the fucking thing with Jay-Z and everybody thought that was well, the, the uh, gift, encore. Fuck, do you want more? You know, that fucking, I fucking hate Jay-Z, that overrated mumble mouth, dude. He's not a good rapper. Yeah, I mean. Listen, this is what I've told people about 90. And, and I don't want people to think that I'm like just sucking the dick of alternative rock music. Yeah, he's sucking it. Now, now I'm not. Listen, I grew up with country music because that's what my mom and dad listened to. Yeah, when you, you were going to not deny that some of the biggest country musicians of all time were in the '90s. You had oh, like yeah. Garth Brooks, Alan Jackson, George Strait. You had Brooks and Dunn. You had like what about the like, man, Chris Ledoux? Well, I maybe you didn't but, like. Ledoux? What the no, fuck? No, I mean, I Blake did like him. He's, he's more hardcore than fucking Garth Brooks. Chris Ledoux but never... But Garth Brooks fucking... is the biggest selling American artist he is, of all time. Well, he's a fucking piece of shit. Actually, he's a nice dude. I met him one time at a fucking event, and he was a nice guy. He's like, you want to take a picture? I was like, no. No, but you know what, though? And I'm not trying to be mean. You are. But, Dang. you know, he, he's married to Trisha Yearwood, right? Yeah, is she the reason why? She's, is he the reason why she's she got a fat? big girl? She's now big she girl. is. Like, she used to be pretty you know, cute. No, she used to be hot as fuck though. But like, fat? I don't know what happened. But you would think like the number one selling music, you know, American musician of all time. But um, you know, one of the cool things I like about Garth because I watched that special he did. His Him and his shirts. original wife that he had his kids with. He didn't want them to be separate. He didn't want to affect the kids. So, you know, Garth had all this money. He had all this land. And he built a completely separate house. And I'm not just talking about some, like, fucking townhouse. But he wanted, like, them to be so close to each other where they had a rule. Like, he would pick up the kids take them to school, and then whoever, you know, took them to school got the night off, and then they would flip it, reverse it, you know, kind of like Missy Elliott. See, I'm glad that my parents didn't do that, because that would have been great. Go tell that fucker down the way that he needs to fucking pay goddamn bills! It would have been a fucking shit show. I'm glad that my parents just fucking divorced and stayed apart. And, and, and while we're on music, you know, I know a lot of people don't like country music, but, um, that whole Nashville uh, scene is very fascinating because um, in Nashville, like, you'll just have restaurants 
where they'll have a stage where people will get up and play. And like Garth actually got discovered playing at a fucking restaurant. You're really on Garth's tip, aren't you? No, it was just I saw the special and Are you standing I outside about the bar? Nashville. Did you hear what I said? No, I did not. Sorry. Are you standing outside the fire? No, yeah. Now, that was also a weird video that made me uncomfortable. What? All the Do you remember they used the uh the down syndrome kid? Yeah. My passion's that- my hobby. What's that? I work with retards. Isn't that a little politically incorrect? <laughs> Who's saying who I can and can't work with? But didn't it seem like it was kind of pandering a little bit? Oh, most definitely. I mean, anytime I'm feeling bad, I'll put that on. I'll mute the music because I don't want to hear it. And I'll just watch those little freaks running around with their smiles. Yeah, do remember, though, because remember the Down Syndrome kid. The father did not want the kid, like, competing in trash. Yeah. And he was like, he's going to embarrass himself. Uh, He wasn't. Listen, my dad said all that stuff to me, too. I didn't have Down syndrome, but I kind of looked like a kid. But then the father at the end, you know, booing the kid trips and like skins up his knee. And I'm like, get up, pussy. You just skinned your knee. Oh, God. Yeah, uh, there would have been some. Believe me, if that would have been my dad, there would have been some insults thrown down from the uh, stands and possibly a fight. Oh, he would have yelled the F word for gay people at you? No, he wouldn't have said that, but he would have called me a fucking retard or some shit like that. You're getting beat <laughs> by fucking retards. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, you know how I know that this was a great conversation because I just looked at how long we've been talking and it was goddamn 57 minutes and 15 seconds. Well, Plus, you got that story out about how you're banging aloe down by the seawall. Hey, don't knock it until you. Do you want me to send you some Florida aloe? As long as it's not your used aloe. No, I'm not going to send you used shit. No, hell no. Like, I'm saving that for myself. Oh, how's the weather? I my My parents were watching the Weather Channel today, and they said, it's funny. They're talking about the hottest summer on record. But yeah. then in that area, it's fucking freezing right now. Like they yeah, say, call- it was like fucking 62 yesterday, and today it's like 70 something. But it's supposed to by Saturday, it's supposed to be 90 degrees again. Yeah, but it's it, but it is colder in some other areas around there though too, right? Like yeah, Colorado, it, it, it's not like in Florida where you can walk around and stuff at night, and it's fucking you still get that residual warm heat, and it's not too bad. It's fucking. It's cold. As soon as the sun fucking goes down, it gets cold outside. Oh, Not dude. Freezing, one, but... one last thing. I'm glad you bring that up. It, mm-hmm. That really freaks me the fuck out about Florida. And you've lived in Florida before. Mm-hmm. But living, living out here by the water. Yes. You will, you'll, you'll get, it'll be warm. And then you'll get that cold breeze. And then you'll get that just hot rush of hot air sometimes. And you're like, where the fuck did that come from? Now, especially in a lake in Florida. Like, you'll be swimming in a lake, and you'll you'll be hitting cold water, and you'll, like, hit yep. a fucking warm pad. That shit freaks me the fuck out. It is very fucking weird. And where I was living in Florida, in uh, Lighthouse Point there, I was literally a block away from the fucking ocean. So, I mean, you would get all kinds of those fucking weird wind spell things that you're talking about where you're like, that, where the fuck is this cool breeze coming from? Now you're getting hit with hot air and it's just fucking, it's weird down there. Plus, I lived among 
all these little McMansions, and they were all fucking. It was funny. I had some friends come over. They're like, "Damn, you live down here." It's like, it, uh, "Let's not get ahead of ourselves." And then we pulled into where I live. It's like, "Okay, that looks like about where you live." All right, Charlie. Well, listen. Hey, uh, I want to promote it, and I I want to work on this with you. But uh, tell people about your Patreon. Uh, yep. you don't. I have you put any content up yet, yes. or should people just follow you? And get ready for some content. No, content is up there, man. As soon as I launched it, I wanted to make sure that I had shit up there. So right now I have a exclusive fucking lame show Patreon edition where I kind of talk about what I'm going to be doing with the channel and stuff like that. And then I have a fucking music show that I also put on there called the Voodoo Hour. Let me ask and- you, though, will they let you play music though i know, you know but i didn't i didn't fucking know what they were gonna do because i've never experienced i was so against patreon for the longest time and then finally i was like wait a minute if i look at it like this i'm not getting people to try to pay my fucking bills for me i'm getting yeah. them to, to give me a dollar commitment saying that they're interested in my fucking content that's about it that's the reason i mean if they'll let me if they'll let me play music and shit i might but listen I put all they do tunnel. Literally, you just upload the file. It asks you what you want to do. If it's a video, if it's a fucking audio file or whatever. And I just upload it up there with a little image for your fucking logo. And they took it good to go. So, you know, everybody keeps busting my balls. They're like, oh, if you want to make some money, get on Twitch. And I try to tell people I'm trying to build an audience right now. Yeah, you don't want to be able to do and say whatever I want to. I don't want to have to fucking worry about offending you know fucking teenagers and shit no shit and the fuck like which is cool and shit i will definitely say bubba is probably the best radio show addict just because but of the, do you understand the how many show? times we've been kicked off of that fucker no no i completely understand what you're saying and what i was gonna say is you don't honestly Tuttle, you don't want to end up like brent's fucking show okay fucking yeah 60, i've heard fucking i've not shit, watched your, it but i've heard your it's not life and don't get me wrong, I don't have any problems with Brent. I actually thought when he was producer on the Bubba the Love Sponge show, that, that show sounded fucking great. But wh- I, th- it's like the guy completely forgot how to do radio, man. He's what? all on the microphone like this. And he fucking, he just, he's everywhere. The mic is, the mic placements, they complain about fucking people hating on them. Like, everybody hates on fucking everybody. It's just a fucking given. Can I ask you a serious question? And and I and sure. and I do I do I don't want to go much longer, but like no, go what, ahead. We'll wrap what, it up. What really happened there? Like why? Because it seemed like Howard and him were like fucking buddies, and then like what what the fuck happened? So in your opinion, in my opinion, and from gathering, just doing a little information digging because I wasn't really listening to the show at the time. Something happened when they did that fucking L.A. trip that was did Brent like have some other dude fuck his chick? No, no, no. She was was back getting hammered by the jackhammer or whatever that they made the fucking they tried to get him on. I haven't uh, seen the jackhammer. Does he got like a big cock or something? Apparently he's supposed to have a big dick. I don't know. He wasn't a I, I mean, I just saw a fucking picture of him. He's better looking than fucking Brent. Hell, a fucking that guy that turned into a big pile of slime from robocop one was better looking than him but oh dude i'm you know that is a great you know what hold on hold on i gotta put my phone down Uh oh that was a grade a reference oh i Um, love that scene anytime robocop's on i'll stop and watch that for two things kurtwood smith the father from that 70s show 
and that guy that gets that toxic sludge dumped on him. Yeah, because he like freaks out and he's making all these weird noises. And he goes in front of the car and Kurtwood Smith just runs and him right explodes. the fuck over. He explodes, doesn't he? Like, oh yeah, dude, I'm laughing just thinking about it. It's it's probably that and when they shoot fucking Peter Weller up to make him into yeah, rope. Dude, but I, I really did have to put the phone back down because I, you know, I like a great reference, like an obscure reference. Oh, that's and, about obscure. And that was, that was a really good one. And I, I had to fucking give you some props on that one. So the, the um, only other obscure reference that I made, probably more obscure than that, is one episode when I referenced JoJo Dancer, Your Life is Calling. Wait, what's, wait, wait, whoa, whoa. You got to fill in we were talking about something about Richard Pryor. Oh, you you were asking me like what was my favorite Richard Pryor movie, and I said JoJo Dancer because you you were hey. like oh, Brewster's Millions. I was like, yeah, that movie's great. You know what? God damn it, I'm gonna go a little bit longer, but oh shit, <clears throat> could the movie The Toy be made today? Yes. You're, uh, no, I really don't think so. Dude, I mean, think about this, man. That it was a rich white white yeah. man they would flip it like they're kid, gonna do the golden girls they would no, flip it it would be a fucking rich black guy who will buy oh, that's apartment. happening and and that pisses me the fuck off like that's the yeah, that's just what they're doing now like um yeah the new golden girls they got to be all black um, no but like but I what mean, i'm saying though is like this oh. big rich guy bought his boiled white son a black man to be his toy like but it yes it is a fucking I, I I think they still could do it. They would just flip it. But is there anybody that they could have got other than Jackie Gleason to play that fucking role, though, that it would have been as great Because Jackie Gleason was the best. Oh, as- dude, him as the sheriff in uh, the Smoking the Bandit movies. And like, do people realize back in the day, like at the time when it was filmed, nobody made a big deal about it. But like, um. The, the fucking spousal abuse stuff, like, you know, when I oh, get home, I'm gonna slap your mama, or, you know, yeah, it just, some of that shit was like, and it, it's weird, because back then it was not a big deal, but now people would fucking lose their mind. They would. I actually like Jackie Gleason. I'm a big Honeymooners fan, but, uh, he is a fucking piece of shit, though. Wait, when- they fucking did, they did fucking spousal violence there too oh that's why like, it was best pow zoom right to the moon one of these days <laughs> alice all that shit um, damn. Jim, um when jim morrison got busted for his uh claimed showing of his fucking dick uh down there in miami fucking old turtle tits there was the one gleason was the one going around pushing so they w- couldn't play there again Wait, why would you know what though? I you know the, Jack, you know, the Jackie Gleason makes, Theater or whatever that's down there in in fucking in South Florida. That like, makes me good. lose a lot of respect for him because, like, I mean, I did that too. guy did that guy did a lot of fucking like he getting roles back in the day, and you're gonna fucking get pissed off at fucking him. Yeah, I I lost a lot of respect for him until you know a few years ago when I rediscovered the Honeymooners again, and I was like, you know what? Eh, it's all in the fucking past now. Morrison's dead. Gleason's dead. I'm going to be dead soon. Who cares? What about That's all in the family? Did you think I that was... I own that too. Do you think that was edgy for the time? I, I really Absolutely. do think it was. 
do you take cream and sugar with your eye, Mr. Davis, when Sammy Davis Jr. is on there? And that was Sherman Hemsley was? Was the neighbor, yes. And then yeah. they, they did the spinoff of Jefferson. Correct. That's that when they was, gone up. That was fucking, that, that was. That was an age of TV where somebody could get a fucking, some reoccurring character on a show would then get their own fucking show. They don't do that a lot anymore. I mean, kind of they do it. You know, they kind of did it with Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. They kind of did it with fucking uh, that. El Camino. They did that El Camino movie, which they, they, was. They kind of did it with that shitty ass fucking TV show, Big Bang Theory, and that new show with the little retard. Oh, so yeah. They, they uh, kind of do it, but it's never it's never the fucking same. It's not like <laughs> fucking. um. What's her name on that fucking on Big Bang Theory? It's not like she's getting a fucking show where she's Mayim played... Balik or whatever. Yeah, whatever. I didn't realize. You want to play Blossom? Old... Did you ever think yes, Blossom? I didn't was realize on... how fucking old this chick was. Yeah. She's got a fucking honker of a nose too. Yeah, she's the nose is home. big. You just stepped the on nose... my. Yeah. All right, man. Well, we we do have to wrap it up. Uh, yeah, tell people want... how they can check you out on Facebook and all your social media. Basically, just go to CCA Productions on Twitter, or if you're really going to do something, if you really want to fucking support me, go to Patreon.com slash Charlie Alamo. That's C-H-A-R-L-I-E-A-L-A-I-M-O. Charlie Alamo, Patreon.com slash it. Um, it's all linked on my Twitter. It's on the Facebook, too, which is Facebook.com slash CCA Productions Presents. TikTok is just CCA Productions. I haven't put... um any new videos up yet but i did record some the other night i just got to go through because i was a little intoxicated when i recorded it so some of them i gotta edit down because there's a lot of a little bit of slurring in it yeah all right charlie i'll talk to you tomorrow all right thanks you tuttle and that's the show for today thanks for listening to the tuttle daily podcast hey Don't be a dickhead. Do us a favor. Share, like, and subscribe to the show. Also, check out the Tuttle category at 315live.com. The Tuttle Daily Podcast was brought to you by Total Wireless of Palm Bay, StitchYouUp.com, PocketBearClub.com. Special thanks to show intern Hannah and Charlie Alamo for their contributions. Additional imaging and production is provided by CCA Productions. Facebook.com slash CCA Productions presents... Show voiceover services brought to you by jcvoiceoverservices.com. That guy's got a goddamn sexy voice. You should hire him. If you want to help support the show, paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. Comments? Concerns? You want to let Tuttle know he's being a dick? Go to Tuttle at gmail.com. To follow all of Tuttle's social media, go to Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle with two Ds dot net. Thanks again for all your support, and we'll see you tomorrow on the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Yo, Terry, fuck going on?